All right, what's up, guys? Welcome back to another THP Strength Podcast. I think this is the fourth episode. Today, we have Will Williams, an elite world-class long jumper and also one of the freakiest athletes I've personally ever seen. Um, so, Will, tell us a little bit about yourself. Where are you living right now? What are you doing for work? What are your, your current athletic goals? So, I'm currently living in Jonesboro, Arkansas, where I'm assistant jumps coach. Um, where next year I actually be short sprints and jumps coach because the uh, head coach felt like I did a very exceptional job with the short sprints that I had. Um, I took a girl from 25, one in the 200 to 23, 23, And she made the West regionals and I took her from 12, one to 11, 43. And I took a long jumper from 745 to 806 and another one from 723 to 777, I believe, 777 or 775, I believe. Um, so I'm out here coaching at Jones Arkansas, Arkansas State University, um, alumni of Texas A&M University, their school record and facility record holder in a long jump with an indoor mark of 819. Just jumped the outdoor PB of 812 and ran a PB of uh, 1032. Um, as far as my goals, I'm looking in these. I know a lot of people wouldn't think I'm supposed to have these type of expectations with what I'm doing, but I'm looking to change the game as far as the long jump. Um, and if a lot of my blueprint comes from what Carl Lewis, Ivan Pedroso, and all those type of jumpers did in the back of the day. They, I felt like they literally gave the blueprint to jump for all on a sprinted exceptionally well. And a lot of guys think that um, – Carl Lewis was a great sprinter that jumped, and that was never the case. He's a great he's a great jumper that sprinted well, and it translated. It just went well together. And so, in these next coming years, that's that's what I'm trying to drift more into, getting getting down to that um, more speed based training, get down to the 10099 range, and then I'm trying to go for the world record soon. That's so crazy. <laughs> uh, I'm not surprised. I've long said this, that you are one of the freakiest athletes ever. And my rationale for this is that you surf the curve incredibly well, meaning, you know, for, for the people listening, Will can apply force slow, he can apply force fast, he can apply force insanely fast. And he does it extremely well at all of those points across the force. Also, I also want to put this in here. Uh, Will also has one of my favorite Dunkademic sessions. Uh, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. A lot of people. I feel like it's a very underrated session, but I just like it because just jump high as shit. So, <laughs> you know, when when he came, when he came, because I was in uh, Chula Vista, California at the time, and I was just out there doing some uh, computer technical work with Jeremy Fisher, and uh, I forgot his name. Uh, yeah. Bill? So yeah, Bill. So he contacted me and said he wanted to come down and go to. Uh, the YMCA, no, or maybe in LA Fitness to do a, to just shoot a session. And I'm like, all right. So I didn't know. I'll be looking at y'all's sets. I'm like, they be doing all these fast stuff. So I'm like, what you want me to do? So I was just doing stuff in a moment, just doing random dunks. It turned out pretty good. Dude, well, your balance is like so much fun to watch because your your ground contact time is like stupidly fast for a two-foot jumper. And then your body rotates kind of like CJ's, but what makes your style so special is that you don't do a lot in the air. You just float. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> like, take off and you're like, I'm in the air now, uh, which makes it a lot of fun to, to watch, honestly. Um, I think one of your probably viral dunks was 
like you were just at like a 24 hour fitness or something like that. And I guess you just yeah. like, your phone and you were like, watch this. And then like, that's your whole head above the rim and just like cocked back a two hander and like finished. Yeah. when you finished, you were like this, like your hands were like level with your face. And then you did a one hander, I think as well. And that was like probably the most, was that the most viral video that you've posted? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I see that. What is your, what is kind of your lens on like dunking compared to track? Do you, which uh, one more and which one do you think is, uh, I guess more impressive? Um, which one is more? Let's start with, which one do you like more? I'll start with that. What do I like more? I would say Duncan. <laughs> like, um, and cause my, my Duncan base is what created what I'm doing now. Like that created a lot of what I'm doing in the, in the jumps world. Like as far as like my sprint and my contacts, everything comes from my Duncan base. And that's what I've tried to tell or struggled with telling coaches that I've dealt with in the past. Like I can't drift so far away from my base. I can't drift from what created me. So that's yeah, I would say, but like as far as most, what's most impressive, um, I would, I would think the Duncan is more impressive. Um, but in these next, in these next couple of years, I think probably the long jump is going to exceed that. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, so more so like, uh, for yourself, you think your dunks are more impressive than long jump, but in general, when you see a guy jump, like, you know, 860 or you see, you know, Isaiah do whatever 360 behind the back between the legs, or you see him do kamikaze or whatever, which one is like, holy shit, that's more in- like, which one are you like, holy shit, that's insane. More so. Isaiah. <laughs> Isaiah. Cause I'll be looking at I'll be looking at Isaiah shit. And it's like I'm like I'm like I kind of jump just as high as him or around the same as him, but I can't do none of that shit. Yo, oh, you, I'm sorry. Do you mind if I cuss? That's fine. I'm like, I I'm like, I can't do that. Like he's very versatile in the air and he has a lot of body control. And it's like I can't do that. And then as far as like with with the guys that's jumping A60. And a a fifty a six and stuff is like I look at those I'm like I can do that like I'm not doing a number I'm like I can do that like I stay healthy I'm 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 gonna jump I'm gonna be jumping that on a regular basis but as far as what he's doing I don't it's not too many guys in the world that can do the things he's doing like you don't see it too often that's so interesting because what's, Isaiah, what's your answer to that question now Isaiah yeah, you know, I was gonna say what's funny is I would think of it in the reverse way so like hmm. I when I see when I see dunkers uh doing like basically any trick dunk I have a similar view it's like oh I could I could probably do that I could pull that off but Mm. then it's very different when I see someone jumping high whether it's track or even even in basketball if I see someone like dunking like like here on the rim or something like that I'm like whoa that was sick versus versus the trick dunk I'm not as like impressed by it but I, I just I'm a fan of just like raw like athleticism which is why I was saying I'm such a big fan of the dunk session you had, because like, even though you weren't pulling off like any mind blowing tricks, it's just the jump height. Like I, I just think that <laughs> it never it never gets old. To see someone jumping that high. Yeah. Did, did y'all did y'all do dunk camp already? No, but that's actually coming up like in the next week. So oh, that's why I was like, I actually talked to Andy today, and I was like, I gotta talk to Will and see if would you still be down if it if the opportunity arose in the next week? It's next week, so it's Monday to Thursday. If, if any next week, days, if any of those days, so that that would kind of be, I mean, because I have I'm actually going, I'm flying out <laughs> on Wednesday 
I'm flying out Wednesday morning because I compete Friday at USA's. Okay. So, and then I'll leave there on Monday. So it'll be. Wait, where are like, you? Flights back to Arkansas? You've already booked it? Yeah. I actually just booked it last night. <laughs> oh. Well, if there's any way, okay, so Jordan Wester may come out for the first two days. He might be there Monday or Tuesday. Um, so his, I think that there will be like, I'm not sure if there's space. So don't quote me on this. Don't hold me to this. There may be another bed at one of the hotels because someone had to phase out. So there may be space. And I talked to, uh, I talked to Andy today and Andy was like, oh, like, Another guy can't come because he broke his hand. I don't know if I'm allowed to share this, but uh, who it is. But this person kind of backed out last second. And so Jordan said he would come. And then I was like, let me see if I will. Will would be interested still. So if you're free on Tuesday, either or sorry, Monday and Thursday, would you be willing? If if Andy said it was okay, how willing would you be to go? If I can make that trip. Yes. In Utah. Yeah, it's Utah. If I could make that trip, I could probably have to give me like a day, a day or two to check the arrangements, everything. But if I can make that trip, yeah, I, I would possibly come. Because I, 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 wanted, I wanted to do it because I want to do, in these next few years, I really want to be able to mark, mark, market myself as one of the most versatile athletes in the world. So I wanted to start with the dunk camp, and then I wanted to, you know, drift into sprints, and then I actually wanted to go to the football combine next year, too. <laughs> Annihilate the combine. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing I feel like you have to do. So for those of you listening to this, what you don't know about Will and Will can probably shed more light on this is that he was like a multi multi sport athlete in high school. And uh, you grew up in Chicago, right? You're from Chicago, Chicago. Yeah, Baltimore. just outside of Chicago. Yeah. Yeah. So like grew up super freaky and can do football, can do basketball, can do track, can do. I don't even know what other <laughs> of things, but you don't. But the other thing about Will is he doesn't – I would confidently say you do not market yourself nearly as well as you could. Like I look at myself and I'm like I've got a 40-inch vertical on my back. <laughs> <laughs> 27,000 followers. Will's like I post a long-term video sometimes and it's horizontally filmed portrait mode, which is never good for views on Instagram. <laughs> like stay in your lane and just coach. And I'm like if you literally had – like you can ask Isaiah when it comes to filming um, – content for Instagram and TikTok, I usually do a really good job just because I, I don't know, I've just done it so much filming dunks. Mm -hmm. I've had to make myself look better than I am. And so I'm like, dude, someone like Will, that's actually talented. If I, <laughs> like, I could regularly film, I could easily put you on the map in like a day, which you usually do yourself when someone else just randomly grabs your phone and you're like, oh, I'm going to do a dunk session. Like, <laughs> I don't, I don't know why John is literally the best filmer I've ever had out of like anybody, like people whose job. So you, you film, you, you film with the phone like this. Yes. Yeah. So I thought everything was better this way. Okay. So if you're, if you're on YouTube, definitely. But for Instagram and TikTok, the algorithm prefers everything being vertically filmed and uh -huh. using slow-mo. So always use the slow-mo function on your phone. And okay. then you can edit it and you can put the slow-mo at certain points. So that's also kind of important. Um, and then you always want to film like perpendicular. So like you would, you know, if you're running like this, you don't want to film head on. You always want to film like from the side so you can see all of the kind of like crazy positions, you know what I mean? So like your view going, the one that was super viral, it had all of those elements. It was vertically filmed, right? It was in slow motion and you filmed it from the side. So that's so you, why. You, you know what? You know what's funny 
my my guy that was filming it, I'm telling him to film. <laughs> He's like I can't get the. He's like I can't get the. I can't get the uh, proper angle or something. So he kept it like this. And I was telling him he didn't know how to film. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Well, hey dude, sometimes it's, the greatest inventions happen by accident. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. We were we were actually talking about that, like like filming people on the side. I think because it's really common, like in dunk videos, like people film from the back and it's like a really low angle and it makes it look like the guy's jumping higher than they are. But if it's a athlete that's actually freaky, like doing a legit angle from the side and showing how high they're actually jumping is so much better. Cause like it actually it shows like the freakiness of it. Like and sniff out, you know, when it's disingenuine. You know what I mean? Because it's social media's been and dunking specifically has been popular on social media for so long that people will see it and they'll be like, It was played backwards or it's a low rim or it's the angle. Like you'll see that all the time. You know what I mean? And even if you are like an absolute freak of nature, um, yeah. if you don't capture it in the right way. It's like people, you know, you're not going to get as much recognition as you should. My dog is ripping a ball around. Um, okay, so two training. So you, you've done, what was your background growing up? So you've done all the sports, like I said, sort of, right. I guess tell us like yeah. what progression was coming into college and then now as a, as a coach and pro. So I started, my very first competitive sport was football in, uh, I want to say, fourth grade, Pop Warner. And even then, like, with football, it wasn't something that I wanted to do, but I was just great. Like, as a fourth, fifth, fifth grader, I was just good at it. Like, I was averaging three to four touchdowns, just handing the ball off to me, just running running through everybody. And I, I believe that's, that's where more so uh, a lot of my explosiveness and power came from football from like fourth to eighth then I drifted into basketball seventh grade year just because my neighbor that we moved the neighbor that I moved to um he was I think the best he was the best basketball player in the, in the state so he he was really good um got on a basketball team just because I could jump <laughs> just got rebounds and got out the way uh then that summer from eighth grade to high school is when I really dedicated myself to basketball and I became more skilled. And then ninth grade, I wasn't I wasn't so good, got into trouble and transferred back back between Mississippi, coming back to Chicago, being in trouble. Then with, foot, with football, I was on varsity my freshman year and I wasn't playing because the coach just wanted me to sit on the sideline and, you know, um, learn so then were you running i didn't really have huh did you run your mouth yeah i was that i was that athlete but it's like growing up with sports i didn't have a person or i didn't have that person in my ear that just kept me like committed and dedicated to the process and just keep going so it was easy for me to just be like i'm not doing this shit i don't want to hear that bye so that that's kind of what that's kind of what I did, and then with basketball throughout high school, I stuck more with basketball because I just had the friends, and that's what all my friends and everybody was doing. So at basketball, I excelled it well in that. We got to state my junior year. We finished fourth. We lost to Simeon, which was uh, Jabari Parker, Kendrick Nunn. They had a stacked team. Then senior year, the coach, the the varsity basketball coach, he never he always had a thing for me. So I got kicked off the team senior year, and that's when I drifted into track. Um, 
I was going to the track to pick up a friend. Like the this was three weeks from graduation. I was going to the track to pick up a friend. Track coach came to the car like, "Why you keep coming out here teasing me? Why don't you come out here and just work out?" It was it was a Thursday. He's like, "Why don't you come out and work out with us and see how you like it?" So we did it. We had jump. I scissor kicked. I think six two. Then he told me to go over like this, and I did that. Him and back said, "Nope." <laughs> so then um, we did some sprints. Then after practice, he was like, um, how about you come to the meet tomorrow just, just to watch? You don't have to do anything just to watch and see if this is something you can see yourself doing. So I'm like, okay, I can do that. You know, I had a little friend on the team. So I'm like, okay. So I did that, get to the meet on that Friday morning. He's like, um, you run a long jump. I'm like, huh? I'm like, okay. So he said, just run and jump like you're dunking the ball. So that's exactly what I did. I still have that photo. So that's exactly what I did. And I think that that very first jump moved me to number one in the state. It was 23-8. So it moved me to number one in the state. It was in the newspaper and this and that. And, my, and it was the first time ever long jumping? Yeah. Yeah, it was my it was my very first jump, 23-8. Mom sent me to bring this, the Chicago Santana the next morning and everything. And then she's like, look what you did. Look at this. Look like I'm like, I didn't think it was that far because I because I, I I just thought I was supposed to automatically jump out the back of the pit. <laughs> so <laughs> so that was that. Went to sectionals, um, got I think I got second at state. Then we had this meet, uh it was like a what was it called? I forgot what it's called, but it was Illinois versus Wisconsin versus Iowa. Like tri-state. And yes, it was yeah, it was something like that. And I went to that meeting and I dominated in the long jump. I think we dominated in four by one and the hundred. And then I would end up going to junior college in Iowa Weston where I went from, oh, and at that at that meet, um, I jumped 23-11, which was I think seven, 7.38, maybe. I think it was 7.38. That's so crazy. You literally just happened upon track and then you were like, oh, here's some yeah. like each <laughs> in high school months. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. The the track coach, he's he's been trying to get me to come out since because my, my uncle Davey, I mean my uncle, my two of my uncles, their names is on the long jump ball for the school. But it's just like with me, if I didn't have a basketball or a ball in my hand, I didn't want to do it. Yeah. So um so that first year I signed to the junior college, went to Iowa Western, and that first year I went from 738 to 777. So that's 2311 to 25 six and three quarters in one year and then my sophomore year i went from 777 to 803 in two years so and for me it just it just started i just started excelling expeditiously so it's like you you show me the smallest thing is going to just create a massive difference for me versus whereas the other athletes because i was just so raw so mm -hmm. i went from i went from seven seven thirty eight and um high school to 803 in a matter of two years. So then I transferred to Texas A&M. Um, first year didn't go so well because of the coaching. And um, it was like, when, when I got to Texas A&M, I was just so so well versed and knowledgeable about the sport and the event because I just, when I want to do something, I just become so studious to my craft. So I was studying everybody, whether it was Carl Lewis, Pedroso, uh, Saladino, or you know, somebody who jumped 22, 23, 24 feet off female, I was just studying everybody and I was figuring out what works best for who. And I was figuring out like touchdown, takeoff time, strengths and weakness of every jumper. 
and and then the sprints as well. And also had a, a very good mentor who was one of the um, greatest sprints goats of all time until some stuff happened that I can't mention online. <laughs> but yeah, he was one of my great mentors in North Carolina that I went to train with for a, a summer. Used to work with Justin Gatlin, um, Marion Jones, Sean Crawford, and all these big names. But so I got to end them. First year didn't go so well. Um, second year, I was actually going to transfer from from Texas and I was going to go somewhere else. So, well, I got I got I got backtracked. So I actually signed. Transfer. Where were you going to transfer to? So at a junior college, <laughs> at a junior college, I signed to University of Kentucky with Coach Flo. So I signed there and then I had to go back to junior college to finish the semester where I took more visits. So I took more visits, went to Florida State. And I'm like, dang. This is more me. So I decommitted from uh, Kentucky and I wanted to sign at Florida State and I couldn't sign there because of their APR point system. And they just felt like me coming there from a junior college day was going to be at risk. So then I said, I said, all right, whatever. I'm just going to go to Texas and then with these twins that I was with at Juco. It was these twin triple jumpers. They were one, two in the nation. And I was number one in the nation. At Juco, we kind of ran through the jumps. So we got to end them something. We finna do the same thing. But it was like, the coaching just wasn't there. So we was there for a year. Well, I was there for a year that first year. Then the third, third month, second month into the season of my sophomore, my junior year there, the coach got fired or dismissed, whatever they want to say. He got dismissed due to some stuff he did. Um, and we was without a coach. I was pretty much working with everybody. And then I was kind of suffering a lot because I was putting all my focus on these other jumps and I wasn't doing this well, but I still end up, we actually end up um, winning nationals that year. I got second and then outdoors, I got third at outdoor nationals and we got, I think we got second as a team. Then in 2018, we got, we, I got a new coach and I told him like, look, I want to go for the collegiate record. And then he was like, yeah, that's nice, but I'm not interested in the collegiate record. I'm interested in, in getting you from uh, 26 feet to 27 feet, and then we go from there. I'm like, yeah, that sounds good, but I want to go for the collegiate record. So I got a coach there who actually, like, he listened to me, he understood me, and he didn't have – he wasn't a coach that had, like, a huge ego. Like, he listened and understood, like, my goals, but he also, you know, put his foot down when he needed to, which I didn't like because at this point it was like, I didn't deal with so many coaches. I didn't like I'm a I'm a I'm gonna get I'm gonna get shit done more, like on my own terms. So that's what like we kind of we kind of worked well. We worked extremely well together, which got me a national title. And then dang, I feel like I'm talking too much. Like you're good, you're good, you're good. So <laughs> but yeah, so it's far better whenever it's you talking the whole time, because if I talk the whole time, everyone's like, John, shut up. We want to hear you. <laughs> so so we get a national title. And then it's like, okay, so I didn't get, I got the school and the facility record, but I didn't get the collegiate record. So let's go for it outdoors. So outdoors, I was setting up my season to get the collegiate record at Outdoor Nationals. And then we went to West Regions, and that's where I had my uh, season ending injury. I pulled my groin. Uh, well, they died, they diagnosed as a poor groin. I felt like it was like more, it was something more than that because I was out for like eight months. I remember, I remember when you did that, and I was like, "Are you good?" And you're like, "I don't know." Like, 
Because I didn't you tweak it before, and then you were like, it was like a little, like maybe an indoor, the end of indoor, you like tweaked it, and you're like, my hips yeah, are just it, Yeah, it was something. Yeah, it was something small. But it's like the thing with a and is you're going to run through whatever it is. <laughs> they go, they, they go get their money's worth. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's, that's, that's the one thing I would say about these big schools. But, it, but they, didn't, they didn't do anything. They didn't make me do anything that I just completely didn't want to do. Because it's my senior year. I wanted to make everything happen. Like, we needed – if you need me on a 4 by one I wanted to do that. 4 by 4 I wasn't going to do that. But if you needed me, I was going to try to do whatever I can, no matter what I was going through. So – yeah, with the groin injury, that kind of that kind of ruined a lot for me. It was it was a big setback for me, and it put me in a it put me in a like a weird place where you know only I could have got myself out of, and I was in that place for for months. And you know I ain't really talked to nobody. I ain't tell nobody how I felt. I feel I like just, I feel like I talked to you a little bit during that time, and I just remember like yeah, everyone was kind of like like had written you off at that point, and I was like, dude, yeah. this kid's still. I was like. I was like, what the, what the hell? Like, this kid's literally still one of the freakiest yeah. ever. Yeah, that's hurt. So what? Shit happened. And then, I mean, that there's like this guy that hates Will and I on, online. We, I don't even know who he is. He's like anonymous because he's a coward. But he, uh, he like talks so much shit about both of us randomly. And I was yeah. like, for what? Like, we didn't even do anything to you. And uh, yeah, I feel like since that injury, it's just been like you trying to find your path like more or less you know what i mean like, yeah right what do you need will as an athlete to get to the to the goal that you have you know what i mean and yeah. i think you know like your 8 12 it's like like that is such a big win relative to the last you know three or four years of just yeah. like trial and error and just i mean covid probably played a big role too right and training yeah. it's like the, the training and and dealing with the different coaches, um, like since college, I've been through. I'm on my fourth coach, and then with this coach, um, it's the White Phillips, and like again, like we work, we work extremely well together, and and it's like it's it's a lot of my input, and then him being, you know, a five, I think four or five time world champion and Olympic gold medalist, like so. Like he helps out a lot. He listens and understands. Um, like the difficult part is, you know, he's not he's not physically here, so it's a lot of me coming out here being disciplined, doing things on my own. Um, I think for you, that's almost better though. Just like knowing you, like yeah, you definitely need some structure and things like that. It seems like like you will get carried away and play basketball or do too many plyos or you know what I mean. Like you need a little yeah. bit, but ultimately, like you also know what you need. And I think this yeah. year's big testament to that because i even remember at the beginning of the season you were like honestly i just want to get faster like i need to get faster that's all i need to do yeah i were to jump like all i need to do is carry more speed down the runway like that's it and you you always obviously point yeah but he's like look at carl lewis dude was fast as shit jump far as hell and i'm like yeah it's like a one-to-one yeah. you know what i mean and, and that's that's what i try to explain to a lot of these coaches now and and they don't they don't want to sprint their jumpers like if you if you want and and they and I think it's 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 also a you know a lot of I would say like the last Olympics and the marks that they jumped in the last Olympics and World Championships. Like it has a lot to do with that because like this is what I agree with Carl Lewis on the most, and a lot of people hated him for saying this. Like twenty six feet is such a lucky jump. Like a lot of people can jump twenty six feet, but when the the skill comes in, the, when when the skill comes in, that's when you start to jump. You know 
consistently 850, 860. So, and it's like when I when I jumped eight eight meters, I jumped eight meters five times in one meet this year, and and um two of those eight meter jumps was a foot and a half behind the board. And I was I'm I was disappointed in that because yeah, 26 feet is such a lucky jump. And people just got so accustomed to people jumping eight meters. They're like, oh, he jumped eight meters, he does nothing. And for me, it and it just with me with my expectations. Like I'm looking to jump. 880, 890, hopefully nine meters one day. So when I see eight meters, I'm just like, and like it's 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 not that big of a jump. Like so many people can do that. Like you see jumpers every day jumping eight meters now, and and somebody has to be the one to, you know, turn that around and set the standard. And I think a lot of re, uh, the reason why a lot of athletes are so stuck with jumping eight meters is because they're not sprinting. Like yeah. once you add that 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 sprint variable to where you're running. 10-2 or 10-1 bringing that speed down the runway, it's no way you cannot hit that board and not jump 27, 28 feet. And one of the jumpers, for example, um, who I think is should be the best jumper in the world right now is Jerry and Lawson. Because in, in college, this man ran, he ran, I think, 10-0-2. He ran a win-aided 9-9. Um, he ran 20.2, and he jumped 28-1 in that same year. He was a man. And it's like, he was, huh? He, like, he was just a menace. He was on fire. And, yeah. and he came out like, if I remember correctly, it was like one year specifically where he just yeah. shit on everyone. <laughs> yeah, he, he won at, at, at Outdoor Nationals. He won the one to two and the long jump. Yeah. And then with the USA's, he jumped 860, 865 or 862, 281. And that was his best year because he sprinted very well. And the same thing, I, like when I talked to him when I went to Fairville and jumped against him, I'm like, man, you should be really like killing this shit right now. And he just had to get back to that sprint, that that uh sprint base. So is he, is he like what's the current situation? Is he I mean, I don't know if you're liable to share this. Oh, he, he just he just um he actually just tore his what was it? His patilla tendon, I believe. At a meet in Chula Vista. He made Wait, a post about Yeah. Oh let man. Me, let me, let me see. He made because he made a post about it. That's a really, really oh, well. He deleted all of it, I guess. But yeah, awesome. he had two two his patella tendon. That's so tough. he's gonna be out for a while. Yeah. That's a really tough. Tough. He thing. definitely got it, but yeah. Well, hopefully, I mean, best luck to him. Like coming back. I mean, that's that's a that's a brutal injury. Um, I'm sure he's kind of going through it right now too, just in terms of mentally. That's, yeah. But he he has he has the the facilities the trainers he has everything to come back and then he's a he's a tough guy so I'm pretty sure he'll be back hopefully next year. Yeah, I got, I got um a couple of questions. Um, first one is just is just real quick because when you were talking about your athletic background, how old are you when you hit your first dunk? Uh, I want to say fifteen. Fifteen. Okay. Okay. Yeah, and then. Uh, and then second question, uh, do you ever try dunking off one foot or, or like going for distance dunks and stuff like that? And yeah. So, so my, my, the white actually implements it. <laughs> like if I show y'all one of my training days, he actually tries to implement it in my training. He'll put, so he'll, he, he'll put, uh, 10, 
dunks by that? 10. Who's that? Oh, the can't. Oh. So he will put, you probably can't see it, but he will put dunks by 10 from a good distance. How can you never post those? Huh? How can you never film it? So I, I, I filmed the dunk where I was trying to uh rock the cradle. On I got it. I got it once, but it wasn't recorded. <laughs> How but far no, I, I, are you dunk from? From one, probably two steps in, inside the free throw line. So do you think, like, like, work on the steps a little bit, you could go from way further out and, like, a flat ball that you could palm? Can you say that again? I said, do you think if you were, like, like if you had a flat ball that you could palm and you took a full, like, corner-to-corner, you know what I mean, approach uh, mm-hmm. on the court, how far – do you think you could easily dunk behind the free throw line that way? I think um, – I think I did it in a game before. Um because in the in the game, it's like I have a lot lot of more lot more momentum, like getting the ball and going coast to coast. That's right. Can you hear me well? You there? Might have lost him. Isaiah, are you there? Yeah, yeah, I'm here. I'm here. I we'll see what happens in a little bit, but yeah, to... I I was actually so him saying that he jumps farther in game. It brings me back when we were talking about high jumpers. Why can't high jumpers? Do it as well. It reminds me of that. Like I think it's like adrenaline and like warming up. You cut out again. So you were saying it's adrenaline? Yeah, like I think a huge part of it is just like adrenaline and like being warmed up and stuff. Like it's probably like in just a session you're trying to dunk, it's probably a lot tougher. Yeah. Will, can you hear us? Yeah, it had went out for a second. Yeah, we were just saying, did you hear? No, I didn't hear you. You were saying, Isaiah was saying, I feel like with adrenaline and you're fully warm, like it makes sense why you can do that. Because a lot of the time, track guys yeah. like just walk onto yeah. a they're like, oh, I'll just dunk a ball. Like it's not the goal. You know what I mean? And it's yeah. not, like it's viewed very differently where if you guys just show up and there's no one around and you're like, I guess I'll dunk a little bit. Like it's not yeah. a professional approach. The energy, it's like the energy's way different. Yeah. And th- that's another thing with me. Like I, I jump. Even at competitions, I jump my furthest or my best when the energy and the tension and everything is just high. Oh yeah. You need to you need to have like the competitive nature. Like your yeah. nature like kicks in a lot. I'm the opposite. Yeah. I'm so like docile. <laughs> I'm like I need no one around. I like need to take a bunch of reps and then like I'll get my best jump like an hour into whatever I'm doing, whether it's high <laughs> jumping, like dunking. Like I just there's a, there are occasions where. I feel like uh, one thing that does fuel me is when people assume that I cannot jump. That is the mm-hmm. one scenario where I will jump high. <laughs> but like at dunk camp or like if I'm dunking with Isaiah or CJ or someone else, like they know that I can jump. So for me, it's almost better if I'm just like alone away from them and they're not like in the middle. Yeah. Because it's I, so <laughs> dunking with Isaiah when his vertical is like 10 inches higher than mine. <laughs> yeah, ideal ideal scenario for me is like right after a game, everybody's watching and like yeah stuff. That's that's always when I get no, layup line, layup line. In yeah. high school, everyone showed up just to see us. Well, our whole team was bouncy, but everyone showed up just to see me in the layup line. Like, it was crazy. I still I I want to do this at camp because I'm I'm hopefully trying to like test an official 50 at camp. But I low-key just want to, before I test, just, like, have everybody run, like, fives, like, just for, like, a quick game, and then just test right after. That'd be fun. Yeah. 
So I would love if you tested your vertical at Dunk Camp. I think it would be crazy. You know uh, Darius uh, Clark, Dak, Dak on track? Yeah. So Dak yeah. would be there. And I, Man, he got, he got so much publicity, like chilling with Drake. Oh, wait, I didn't know that. Are I know was. was Dak. Yeah, Drake, Drake invited him to his house. Yeah, I'm not surprised. I mean, we can. That's a THP. We're not. We're not nearely cool enough. We're just. We don't have. We don't have the clout, you know. Wait, but, are you thinking? He might. You might be thinking Anthony Hamilton. Are you thinking Anthony Hamilton? Oh yeah, yeah. That's what I'm thinking okay. of. Yeah. No, I. I Dak. Dak. Okay, so with Dak, I'm actually trying to get him to transfer in here. Like I'm trying to coach him next year. Well, he's he's he doesn't have any more eligibility, does he? No, nah, he has a he has a um he has another year. They trying to work it out now, so I'm trying to get him to transfer in. Well, if you and Dak are in the same location, I'm gonna move to Arkansas A and T or whatever, and I'm just gonna bring the camera and just film practice. <laughs> like yeah, both, you gotta do the most ridiculous shit I've ever seen. Like your very casual, like twelve foot touch in the A and M weight room or whatever was insane. <laughs> Like literally, you were like, you're like, yeah, it was like during lift, and the vertex was up, so I just went up and touched like eleven ten. <laughs> like, I was like, what the hell? And Dak's like the same way, uh, but he's coming to camp, so he's like, has Guinness Book of World Records is gonna be there for him to like test his vertical. So I'm curious to see, like, I think they're gonna measure his reach according to like NFL Combine, which is gonna further inflate it. Cause like I make, I make Isaiah like do this, you know what I mean? And everyone I I test, I make do that. Um, but I think like, if you don't, you know, if you don't just like leave the shoulder like this or whatever, he's going to test something yeah, he, he, like 55 or something crazy. <laughs> he a freak. He's, he's insane. Um, okay. So to training with your speed training now, right? Like, what do you think kind of like looking at this year as a, as a whole, what were some of the biggest changes that you made compared to previous years that you've seen so much success this year and in, in your track season? Um, so, well, I, I would actually have to start with the coaches that I've been with post-collegiate. Um, so I was with a coach in Austin who, you know, trained some of the fastest sprinters and hurdlers. Um, and he was a, more so a speed-based coach. So he was good with speed. Then I went to another coach and he built more, he wasn't a great coach, but he built more of my endurance, um, level of training. And then being with Nick, um, so I actually I actually reached out to Nick because um, for those you know, I will, well I'll interrupt real quick for those that don't know Nick Newman track coach now at Tennessee uh, Nick was mentored by my mentor and coached Will for I think a, a year or something um, yeah so go ahead with what you're saying just so people so, um, so I actually reached out to Nick after I left the last coach um, I just reached out to Nick because I was read I would read his book and I just liked his weight room system. So I reached out to him about, um, you know, cause I was trying to figure out how to get my power levels back. And that was my biggest thing. Uh, when I got hurt, I lost, like, I literally felt like I lost my powers <laughs> more so in, in this left leg. Like it felt like my leg was just like, <laughs> I felt normal for the first time in my life. <laughs> so, I so I reached out to Nick trying to figure out, um, how can I get like my power back, uh, my strength base back. And um, then we talked and he just opted into coaching me and what he did a really great job with getting like my weight room numbers back up, my maxes back up, my power and stuff back up. But as far as like overall jump training, 
it, his system, I, I believe it works well for most females, most women. Um, but his system, as far as it didn't have enough speed training for me. And um, I think that was the main thing. It just didn't have enough speed training for me. He, ha- he has a good, he has a good structure of training. Yeah. Um, but as far as someone, huh? Just for you personally, it just didn't have enough sprint. Yeah. And, and I think for like most elite jump, if you're trying to have a, 850 860 jump or even 840 I, I just don't see it working out that way for them but i could be wrong um and then now it's with with the coach i'm with now the white um so combining all the last three coaches i was with they all played part into rebuilding back my strength and everything to uh how it should be and like with the white we do a lot of quad development and then like me as a coach um so when you're a sprinter, your quad is more so like your your gas pedal. That's your push power. And then your hamstring, that's more so like your brake. So we kind of developed like my quad into like I can push and apply so much more force at an easier um, at an easier rate. So we, we've done a lot of hills, a lot of sleds, a lot of resistance training, as well as a lot of speed endurance. And then speed training. So overall, like the the structure and the system is is very well well put together for me. Like it has the right amount of I could could I could use a little bit more speed on this on the sprint side. I, I I just want to sprint, but I can't say it's not working because I did run 1032. And I'm like and I feel like I'm in 10 10 shape right now. Um are you doing so, any meets? Huh? Are you doing any more track meets? Yeah, you know USA is this week. Uh, yeah. You know I'm gonna probably look to. <laughs> you sprinting? You're sprinting at USA stuff? Nah, I wanted I wanted to. I was gonna plan to till I hurt my foot this year. Um, next year I'm gonna try to double up. I'm gonna try to do the 60 and long jump indoors, 100 and long jump outdoors. Um, so after USA's. Um, I'm probably going to try to run 100 that following week or the week after and then go to Worlds. I was hoping you'd have one more chance to run the 100 just to see. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm going to for sure run it again because I, I can run 10-0. I can run 10-0. I'm, I'm curious. Uh, do you – like, what are your weight room numbers looking like? Like, if if you have any uh, that, you know, off the top of your head. Like maxes? Yeah, yeah. Like clean and so, squat for your maxes. Um, power, power clean – was at 285 uh, with Nick. This this year we didn't we didn't get so much into the maxes. We we haven't done anything over um 90%. But um yeah with Nick I was 285 on the cleans and four 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 ninety-five on the squats on the back squats. That was half squat, right, Will? Hmm? That was like yeah. uh, he at 90, just like yeah, four four ninety five on half squats, and then the full squat we were at four thirty five. Holy shit! I did not know you were that strong. <laughs> Which I <laughs> now be, before before when I first got to college, I was a I was just a natural lifter lifter. Yeah. Like I I can bench squat whatever. Um, I've heard I've heard that like Jordy Westner Jordan Westner, he's like the yeah. same. Like he can do like two sixty or something in a power clean and quarter squat like five six hundred pounds or five fifty like fast like just yeah. strong but he 
Jordy can't squat deep super well, and he's not super flexible to do it. I didn't know that your your weight room numbers were that. Yeah, that's that's what that's I wasn't I wasn't so good at deep squats as well. Um, but uh, Nick, I would say Nick did help with that. Um, and then Dwight expanded on it with more front squats. So yeah, you I, you were doing a lot last year too. Well, uh, more front squats I think I saw recently. Yeah, yeah. Last last year the. For me, the weight training was it was it was kind of excessive. <laughs> That's <laughs> like <laughs> we do a lot, not a lot of weight room, but like it's so variable depending on the person. I think for two foot dunking, it, it's pretty pretty effective. It's kind of the fuel, you know what I mean? Weight room is yeah. like helps so much. But when you're looking, I, at I was gonna say too, like sprinting. I can see why sprinting helps so much because long jumping is literally just one step, like yeah, sprinting is literally as close to sprinting as you can get. Yeah. yeah. So how many days a week are you sprinting right now? Or were you at the most, like all out 100% sprinting? How many days a week were you? Um, now, probably two, two or three. Um, it, it seems like it seems like four counting my approach days. My approach is in the days I'm actually jumping because it's kind of like a full sprint too. <laughs> yeah, right. So you'll so with the approaches, it's between three, well, three and four basically year round. Uh, wait, wait, what you mean? With the with the long jump approaches, like day built in as a sprint day, like if you count that, it's between three and four days a week. Yeah, so, three and four days. Because after my approaches, I would normally have like, like I, I could be you in and out. Oh, sorry. Can you hear me? Yeah. So is it like three dedicated days of sprinting and then like one day of like approach yeah. work? Yeah, so it's like um, so I would say my Mondays would be depend depending on what cycle we're on, cycle we're in. Uh, Mondays would be like a speed endurance, like uh, we'll do some interval letters like 180, 150, 120, 180. Um, most times they're fast, like sometimes throw up fast. Um, last week I did them. No, two weeks ago I did them. They were they were slow because I'm starting to taper off for USA's. Um, but they were less less recovery, so pretty much get the same same out of it. Um, how much time is he giving on that? Um, so with the intervals, when I'm running them fast, like say if I'm doing 180s and 180s and 20 or 19, 20, 150 and 15, 120 and 12. So probably have six minutes in between those. But if I'm doing my 180 and like 23, 24, 150 and 18, 19, 120 and 14, I'll probably have three minutes. Okay. So that's the vomit-inducing ones. Those mm. slightly slower ones with more dense like, schedule. Really, the faster ones get you? The faster ones. <laughs> it's like you're, you're running at max velocity and then you have – have to recover in six minutes, then run at max velocity again. Um, but I, I actually threw up on the one, I think I was doing in and outs. I was doing run, float, run. So I was doing 180 run, float, run, which is 60, 60, 60. So you build up, maintain, hit it, you know, uh, all out sprint the last 60. And I think I threw up on one of those. <laughs> I think I did that. It was 60, 60, 60. Huh? I remember John around October last year. Uh, I did a whole cycle of like a lot of sprinting, and when it got to the sprint float sprints, like I remember that was one of the hardest like 
running days yeah. I've had. Yeah, that, it's, it just, it's just one of those workouts like it's don't, you look at it, it don't seem like it's going to be difficult. <laughs> what is like that last 40, 50? Yeah, it'd be kind of tough. You're just like so gassed. And then also like you just, the fact that it's insufficient rest is like, Typically, if you're going to do sprint load sprints like and outs like that, you can give full rest. You know, I mean? you could give someone 10 minutes per yeah. or yeah. you do half, <laughs> yeah. like cut that in half. And now that workout kind of, yeah, you're touching on special endurance one, speed endurance, you know, yeah. kind of in that. Yeah. In between. Um, so then when when's the next sprint session after your in out or like speed endurance session on Wednesday? Uh, Wednesday would normally be like a, my recovery days, just weights. Okay. Um, depending on if I have a meet or something that week, if I don't, we'll probably do probably do some resistance training, some sleds or the exogenia or something like that with some flies over speed. Yeah. What's your full week of sprinting then? Because now I'm kind of curious. So Monday speed endurance. What's Tuesday? Oh, let me let me try to look. You just told me this. Don't have to go through. Full week. Because that's that's kind of interesting. Um, if Wednesday is like your recovery day, I would maybe you do like Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. I'm trying to look look for a good week of training. They're all good weeks of training, Will. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, this is good. this. I think this is the beginning of a cycle. So this this week this this was like a. This was April, the first week of April. Um, so I had 120, four sets of 120, 100. So that's a broken 220 with 30 seconds rest and uh, five minutes rest between sets. And the one, 120 and 14, five, 113, five. Then the next day was blocks, approaches. Um, Exogen, you know what the exogeny is? I don't know what that is. That's it's like a uh it's a newer model of resistance training. <clears throat> and you can crank the resistance up to about two thousand pounds. So it's they, they call the, it like, like the air pressure thing. Do so you have the button? Um it's yeah, I guess it's like that. Yeah, it's two two cords. No, I'm you not, both how, sides. How do you spell it? Uh, it's E X E R G E N I E. Huh. Exergeny. So, no, yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, it's 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 really good. It's convenient. Um. So yeah. So Tuesday blocks approaches. Um. Some resistance takeoff stuff. Then hurdle hops. Wednesday. Just um weights. Thursday. Uh, four one twenties sprint flow sprint. Two with sled, two without, eight to ten minutes recovery. Uh, Friday, flat five flying thirties with a thirty meter build up, and then six short jumps. So that's the April section. That's a lot of specificity. That makes sense though, because you're you're like right in that block where everything's specific, everything's kind yeah. of fast, everything's like that's the super cycle where it's really hard, but you probably aren't jumping super well during that, I would I would assume, but like you're getting so much training in. Were you jumping okay during that? Yeah, that weekend I, I no, the following week, that's when I opened up with eight eighteen. But did you did you back off leading into the meter now? Uh let me see. Did I back off? 
Like, did you take it easy leading into the meet? So, I still, I still kind of had the same, same things. Um, That's crazy. So I, had, so I had on that Monday, I had three one twenty sleds. Tuesday, I had blocks approaches the exogeny. Four, well, four, four um, resistant jumps, four without resistant jumps, then hurdle hops. Uh, then that Wednesday, I had two 150s, pretty much maxed out, 10 minutes rest. Do you guys, you guys, it looks like you guys dropped volume like 20, 20%-ish, maybe a little more. So you did back off a little bit. Yeah, uh, yeah, a little bit, yeah. But it wasn't like a full taper, obviously. Like right now, you're probably like in a full taper, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that'll be really interesting to see how this week goes. You know what I mean? I feel like it's like if you're if you hit the board, you're gonna pop off a huge number. Eight forty. Yeah. Yeah. Will just hit the fucking board, dude. <laughs> just get your foot close to the edge, okay? Don't, don't have to be anything crazy. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah, that's uh, that's exciting for you, man. I'm I'm hoping that you know you pop off a big number. I've been saying it for years. I've maintained that you're you have more potential in your left pinky than I do in my whole body. Um. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, what what's funny is uh, so when I went to end him and I had those five jumps over eight meters. Remember, remember the guy was under my post talking about some yes, um, jump eight meters or whatnot. <laughs> I was just thinking of this guy, like, and I just jumped eight meters in five meets. Yeah, like I know. I'd be wanting to want to go back at them. I'm like, I ain't, I ain't got time. <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel like I've always said that too. Like when people talk shit about you, it's like you think back to all those people that said you couldn't do something. You just want to be like, hey, you were wrong. I told you so. You know what I mean? Hey, I told you. <laughs> and like, it's honestly, you realize like at that point you're successful and it just doesn't even matter anymore. You know what I mean? You're like, yeah, who cares? I I prove them wrong by being successful. They can. Uh, I remember there was people back in like 2018. When I was like testing 44 and a half, and they were saying that like I peaked, like I plateaued, I wasn't getting any better. Jokes on them. <laughs> I, don't even, I don't. I don't even understand why people try to put peak performances on people. Like I don't. I don't believe in that peaking shit. Like yeah, it's like there's no limits. You're always trying to push further. Yeah. Like unless unless you're just willingly not, you know what I mean. But as long yeah. as you're pushing hard and you're trying to push. Like, there's certain athletes that are just content staying healthy and not really pushing, you know what I mean? And, like, yeah. in those scenarios, it's like, okay, you're it's going to be hard to jump higher or further if you're not going to train, you know what I mean? But if you're just yeah. going like, to put it on cruise control. But, like, for guys like you or Isaiah or, you know, in, in some ways me recently where we're pushing, like, hard as hell, you know what I mean? Like, we're not taking days off. We're not every day's a, a, or every week's a harder work workout or yeah. and you, you're following periodization models. Like, you should expect to jump further or farther or further or higher, you know, in those situations. Um, so I guess, have you been watching, Will, have you been watching Isaiah recently? And if so, what is your, what's your opinion of how high he's jumping right now? Have you seen anything? Yeah. I, I I think the last, let me see, what was the last thing I saw? He did a, he did a one-hander where his whole head was above the rim. That was pretty crazy. <laughs> did you see uh, that? I, I, Isaiah is just a freakish athlete, and I don't I don't think people like give him the respect that he deserves as a dunker. 
especially at that at that Duncan um that Duncan competition that he that he went to. But I ain't I ain't really I ain't like how they did that did him. <laughs> I think I I'm really excited for Dunk Camp because I feel like I've progressed a lot like as a jumper this this past year and I don't even like I have not dunked with other dunkers in like literally months. So I feel like I'm like a different athlete right now. And nah, you are. I, I feel like you're you're the most skilled professional there is right now as far as dunking. Like you're the most you're the most skilled and the most most consistent. Um, yeah. I think I think in terms of like jump height too right now, he's you know, like guys like Dak and you on any given day, you never know. You might come out and <laughs> you might do something crazy. But, you know, Isaiah is pretty not not predictable, but in some senses, like we kind of know where he's at. You know what I mean? Like yeah. we've dealered enough times. We've, I've trained him long enough and coached him long enough where it's like I kind of know where he's going to where the cards are going to fall more or less and what he's capable of at any given point. And like he's I would say you're slated for 48 to 50 right now on any given day. You might hit like he, you have the potential to touch 12. Yeah. What is it? 12, 4 that you have to touch? 12, 12 3, 12, 3 for a 50. Yeah, that, that's I, that's I never really tested my max bird. That's what I want to test. I would be curious. I feel like Will, the way you jump, I feel like you'd struggle because you like you jump so high and so quick that your Man. body like, flips in the air. You know what I mean? Like you yeah. know how you have to like rotate your limbs so you don't land on your face. I feel like the same thing's true in of you and dunking. And like you, your body starts to do this. You know, like Superman. I need a uh, dunk coach. <laughs> yeah. Like you literally, Will, you'd have to like rotate your arms or something to stop yourself from like falling forward towards the towards the vertex. Um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see. Like CJ has the same issue. He really struggles when he jumps because his body. Uh, CJ Champion, is it his name? Yeah. yeah, he's uh he's my roommate, but he's not here right now, unfortunately. No. Uh, so he, I think you'd it would be interesting to see like with full speed because like you know if you were to track like your hips. Your hips are at like whatever, seven six. But like your body is <laughs> doing this like Superman on your one hander. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, that's that's insane. You can see, I'm trying to find it real quick. You can literally see this, even this, you can tell. Like your body starts to rotate this way. And even just that little bit, you know what I mean? It's tough to like hit a peak, like a yeah. tilting. Now your peak, you can't reach as vertically. You know what I mean? Oh, I have to. What you, what you said, I'll have to jump more vertically, like more. Yeah, okay. you'd have to go like straight up, straight down. Um, which honestly, for Isaiah, ironically, has been like a. Is that pretty much your cue, right? Isaiah? Literally any dunk that I'm trying, like if I'm trying to hit a dunk, I just say jump straight up and down, and I instantly like I'll get I'll get higher. Yeah, which is. But I still want to see you obviously test your max vertical off one and two. I think it would be. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna check some check some reservations and see what it's looking like. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, I would love it. Um, well, we're we're like uh, at about an hour here, Will. Um, so we'll we'll close it up here. But dude, thank you so much for for getting on the call with us. It was like a ton. No of problem at all. I, I feel like people are gonna see this and be like, "What the hell? I didn't know that." I was like, "They're gonna hear some of these marks." <laughs> Um, so thank you for coming on. For those of you that are listening, Will, what's your Instagram uh, handle? It is I jump underscore the number four underscore you. I jump for you, and we'll I'll try to remember to put that in the description. So give him a follow, guys, and uh, 
we will we will see you guys on the next episode. As always, if you want jump training like Isaiah and I do, you can sign up for thpstrength.com or you can go to thpstrength.com and sign up there. And we will catch you guys on the next episode. Peace out.